Welcome to Funeral Services and the Web, a podcast dedicated to helping your funeral home use the internet. Brought to you by Funeral Radio. And now your host, Tyler Fraser. This is Tyler Fraser, your host for Funeral Services and the Web, where we seek out internet-related topics and explain them to funeral professionals. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Gary Vaynerchuk. Welcome, Gary. How are you, Tyler? Thanks for having me on. Uh, doing well. Can you briefly describe who you are and what you've done? Sure. Uh, I'm, uh, I would say I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I grew up in a family liquor store business that I eventually operated and turned into a wine e-commerce and retail juggernaut called Wine Library. Started a wine video show in 2006 called Wine Library TV that uh, used Facebook and Twitter to leverage my brand and build up that show and became somewhat of an internet personality, which led to me to writing two, uh, two books called Crush It and the Thank You Economy, uh, doing a lot of public speaking, and eventually led me to four years in Vayner Media, a uh, agency with my brother, AJ, uh, where we work with Fortune 500 companies to develop social media strategies and creative execution in those social media channels. I know that NHL is one of your clients, and that's really impressive. Thank you. Yeah, we, uh, we actually don't work with them now, but we worked with them for three years while that management team was in place. It was a great run. It was one of our first clients. We put the NHL on Facebook, so that's always a fun kind of thing to always look back at. So as of right now, you're 300 followers away from 1 million on Twitter. Are you looking forward to that milestone? Yeah, I mean, you know, I have enough vanity in my body to care about that. So that's <laughs> going to be fun, um, but I'm not overthinking it. I, you know, at this pace, I'll probably hit it tomorrow. So I'm excited, but, you know, it's. I talk a lot, and you may know this, but your listeners don't. I talk a lot about it doesn't matter how many followers you have. It matters how many followers you have that care and will do things. So the absolute number is, is a fun thing, but not the only thing. So you primarily achieve this by at replying people on Twitter. Is that, would you say that's correct? I mean, it was a big factor in 2000, from 2006 to 2010, I replied to every single person that tweeted at me and that was getting into, you know, tens of thousands. On top of that, you know, putting out good content, whether it's the wine show or later my business videos on my personal blog or what have you has always been a big backbone as well. You, yeah, you've actually responded to me several times, and maybe more impressive than your followers is that you have 93,000 tweets. Yeah, and even more impressive than that, and Twitter reminds me, 88% of those are at replies. If you owned a funeral home in Manhattan, how would you use Twitter? That's a great, great question. So, you know, again, you know the funeral industry and the people listening much better than I do. And obviously, I, as an outsider, assume it's a pretty sensitive uh, subject matter you're dealing with a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions at that scale. One of the things I definitely would do is make it educational. I would definitely create 10 to 15 to 20 blog posts or videos that explained your industry, right? For, you know, most people don't know anything about it until unfortunately they need to, right? And so they don't know the difference of, you know, quality of the caskets or any of the other variables that you know so well. So I would put out that information. Uh, I would literally make a video of like how to choose a casket, what's the proper ways or best ways or more most elaborate ways or most tasteful ways to deal with this situation. Um, picking little, and then getting into things that are even exponentially within that world, like picking plots and when should one do that. And then getting into other emotional things like when to visit, you know, your loved ones that have deceased. And then even getting into 
really outside the boundary things that are actually close in nature, which means like maybe like which flowers to pick to send to somebody that, you know, that you appreciate that, that, you know, had a loved one passed away. So, you know, getting into the kind of genre that you guys play in, putting out that content. Once you have that content, now all of a sudden you can go to Twitter and actually get involved in the conversations around flowers or estate planning or life insurance or all these other things. So I think the key, when you have a subject matter that's very niche and maybe sensitive, like clearly, you know, funeral homes are playing in that space, you want to broaden where you're allowed to conversate around, and that would be my strategy. Okay. So uh, definitely a blog would play a big role in that. Um, so we have Twitter, we have a, we have a blog to publish content and then we have Twitter as using, um, using Twitter to get that content out. Um, or engage, I, right? I mean, literally somebody searched right now, like somebody literally tweeted, need a funeral home, like, or like, how do I pick a plot of land? People are literally tweeting these things. And so searching and then answering and just being a resource, not just a push out. And then Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram. The reason I wrote my new book, Jab, 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 Right Hook is to really teach the thought process and the philosophy of how to create content in those different channels that actually gives you the most upside to impact and reach as many end consumers as possible. So can you expand a little bit on your marketing strategy in general if you owned a funeral home in Manhattan? You know, I think it's about building awareness, right? Like, uh, you know, again, before I come up with any strategies, I like to ask a hell of a lot more questions than just talking, Tyler, to be honest with you. So I'm going to caveat this by the fact this would be my first stab at it. My first stab is reverse engineering. Like if I was to actually own a funeral home in Manhattan, I would have literally interviewed or met with 25 to 50 different funeral home owners before I ever started that business. So I'd create context, right? And I would Mm -hmm. understand how it works. Like, how does it really work? I mean, is it word of mouth? I've been in a fortunate situation where I've never had to call for one or figure out what, what do I do? Do they even, back in the day, people went to the yellow pages. I mean, do they, do they ask their friends who they know have had a parent or loved one pass away? Like, do they know anybody? Is it a Google search? Like how do, how does one now get their business? Right. So I would figure out how that's happening. And then I would try to innovate on top of that. And so if, if it's moved to Google search, I would have a very strong Google search strategy and SEM and SEO strategy. Is it Facebook ads, you know, but in anything, I would follow much more of the insurance model. So off the top line, my first intuition is I look a lot at like what Geico and State Farm are doing, which is, or MetLife, which is why they have Snoopy as their logo. How do you get to be top of mind in your industry so that when that moment happens, it's the first place they go, it's the first place they think of to call to do business with? What is one point? that a lot of businesses miss when it comes to strategy on the internet? There's a lot. I, w- I would say that depending on the business, if they've been people that have done traditional, they didn't understand. I'll give you a good example. Well, tell, let me ask you a question. You know, the, the rant that I just went through, how does one normally get their business? Is it literally word of mouth and search? Are those the two big avenues? Uh, legacy plays a big role that a lot of funeral homes have been in the industry. Yeah, newer businesses are definitely taking a more innovative strategy with the Internet. And so I think the biggest thing that people make a mistake on is, you know, it happened really with search. So many funeral homes and liquor stores, which is what I dealt with and other people, did not realize that 
the habit of going to the yellow pages was now going to Google and looking it up, right? And so they didn't innovate. They didn't buy Google AdWords. They didn't invest in a website that allowed them to rank or show up in the directory. And so now I'm seeing that happen with social. Now a lot of times, you know, I've, I've actually now actually recall, I did actually see a Facebook post once a couple of years ago from a friend that I went to college with who talked about meeting a funeral home and which one do you guys recommend? And there were some people in the Boston area that replied, you know, now people are going to social and like being a player in the social sphere in your industry matters no matter what you do. Gary, what's the takeaway message that you could leave for the funeral homes to go out and do something right now? You need to innovate. You need to pay attention to consumer habits. You need to really give a thought now to what a 40 or 50 year old person who oftentimes is of an age group where they're making this decision in life, like how are they going to pick where they're going to do business with? And you need to figure out how to story tell to where they are. And that's in mobile devices, that's in social networks, that's in search, that's in the digital world. And I think storytelling about your value proposition through a blog is the first cost of entry. And I think a lot of people that are listening to this don't have one, and I highly recommend they figure one out while keeping people's information sensitive and all those things that I'm sure pop to mind when they say, what am I going to write about? Which is why I ranted earlier about flowers or plots or life insurance or how to stay healthier so you don't actually pass away or your loved ones pass away. All those variables. Figure out where you think you can play in storytelling, create content, put it out there, and then create gateways to allow people to become aware of it. Gary, I'll let you take the recommended reading segment for your new book. Yeah, it's... uh, it's a utility. There's a 86 case studies of different status updates on Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, I really want to teach people and help them and guide them towards how to storytell in today's society. And uh, that's what it's about. So What's it called? Jab, 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 right hook stands for give, 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 ask. And it's a way to do different things. Okay. Terrific. Thanks for joining us, Gary. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks so much, man.